Hey, Soraya, how's it going? Hey, Jeff. Wow, that sounds like music to my ears. Yes, I haven't heard that for a few weeks at least. You know, life gets busy. Uh, yeah. Things, things happen, but... End of semester for you, so... <laughs> And I am very, very ready for a break as much as my students are from me. So, yes. and so, I know for you, you had one of your granddaughters graduate high school. Congratulations. Indeed. Thank Lots you. Lots of good, Alice. good things. I mean, these are, these are trying times, but it's nice to hear of some positive steps forward. So congratulations yes. to your family. Thank you very much. We're very excited. And if I'm not mistaken, a permanent green light posting should be coming from you shortly if it hasn't happened already. Summertime, maybe? I think there's a tradition. Yes, I have a tradition. Uh, you and I are the summertime is my official beginning to summer song. And when I submit final grades, that is the song because literally I hang up my sign that says gone fishing and I... <laughs> That's it. And I'm officially on vacation. So stay tuned. Nice. For those of you that follow me on Facebook or Instagram, stay tuned. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to that. Yay. So we've done a couple CD box sets. Yes, we have. Nuggets, the original Nuggets. And we did Children of Nuggets. And we had a few requests come through asking if we were going to cover the Brit box, the Nuggets 2 four CD box set by Rhino. And we, we're we here to oblige in this case. <laughs> so today we're going to be covering- Turn it over. Oh, oh. I mean, there it's psychedelic. Go. I can do it anyway, right? Uh, well, you can have it sideways if you want. Thank you. So the, the correct way to look at this for those that are watching, um, it, I've got in my hands the four CD box set released by Rhino in 2001. Yeah. And we'll be talking about that today, um, Nuggets 2. This one features or focuses on songs um, outside of the U.S. Well, I think we should get started. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, sorry. So we decided to break this one up into discs like we do. Um, we're at so let's get the title right for okay curious out there not this the box it is nuggets to original artifacts from the british empire and beyond and 1964 yeah. to 1969 perfect thank you and beyond is uh we should definitely highlight that uh, under underlined and highlighted yeah right, right 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 um if you don't mind before we get started on playing some tunes i just wanted to read one paragraph um, this booklet, as always, with these CD sets are fantastic. It's, it's I don't know how many pages on this, like, like 100, uh, over 100 pages, and beautiful, beautiful photos and graphics and all kinds of stories, as they always do, and what we've come to expect from Rhino on these box sets. So I just wanted to re read through one paragraph, if you don't mind. And this was written by Gary Stewart, who was uh, instrumental in putting this together. And Gary says, um, so there's all these paragraphs, but one paragraph that I wanted to pull out, he says, after our first Nuggets box became a success for reasons hard to fathom, 
and too good to be true, putting out a sequel was the next obvious step. But rather than scrape the bottom of the American garage rock barrel, (laughs) I decided to strike out for new territories, international garage rock. But having new material to explore didn't make this any easier to compile than the first set. Somehow it was even harder. So um, rather than do an American set, right? So they decided to do something different. And um, I did want to note that uh, this 2001 release um, was put together by Gary Stewart and Alec Palau, who yes. uh, same team that did the others. And um, as we mentioned before, Alec uh, is um, part of the Rain Parade family. So, um, and then also there's some other people involved with this, Soraya, and then we'll get started on your first, the first disc, which you're going to handle. Um, it says, according uh, to the credits here, that the Nuggets compilation consultation team includes one Danny Benair, who we know, drummer for the three o'clock, of course, um, a John Hagelston, Bill Inglot, who's come up several times on our podcast, a music engineer, Michael Johnson, Alec Palau, Andrew Sandoval, who we know who has done a lot of work with Rhino, specifically with the Monkees, Mike Stacks, who we've interviewed when we talked with um, the Telltale Hearts, and we had them mm-hmm. on, Gary Stewart, of course, Jeffrey Weiss, and Andy Zacks. So, um, there's a lot of great information here. Some names that we're pretty familiar with who helped put this thing together. But um, Mike Stacks does a track by track of a uh, hundred songs on here yes. or something. And um, we'll go through some of the bands that are included, but we decided to break it up into discs and you're disc one, Soraya. Yes. So let me just mention the beyond part that Jeff underlined um, just a little bit ago. So you, there are on this four disc compilation, you know, which is a daunting task, no matter what. Bands from the UK, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Sweden, Iceland, the Netherlands, Peru, Brazil, Uruguay, Czechoslovakia, and Austria. Um, And I'm going to add Spain. Okay. Now, my first pick, I had so much to choose from. Yeah. And I, I forced myself not to pick tracks that we've talked about previously. So, you know, I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for Sorry by the Easy Beats. Stinking love that song, love the Three O'Clock's cover of it, you name it. But there were so many other songs on here that we've talked about. How is the air up there? You know, mm. we've talked about, you know, there were just a lot of songs that we had talked about so I went in a different direction and I picked my first one and we're going to listen to it and we'll talk about the band Jeff I picked Los Bravos and I picked Going Nowhere and I'm going to leave you with this little nugget there is a very thin link to one John Anderson of yes I'm curious Going Nowhere (laughs) Los Bravos
gonna say that I am crazy All the little people with the little minds Gonna say this boy is mad mm, Why should I plan for the future? song okay there's a lot that's just over the top about the production of that song but very typical of that time but one of the things that i absolutely stick and love about this song is that kind of fuzzy guitar and that uh everybody knows i'm not a musician so i'm guessing it's either like a little farfisa or electric piano and that i love it there's so much about this song is you know it's like a perfect it's got all the pop elements in it. So in case you didn't know, Los Bravos are the same band that sang Black is Black. It was a number number four hit in the US, number one in the UK in 1966. Black is Black. I want my baby. baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by bands that are, whose native tongue is in English, but sing in English. And I know it's part of... Um, Part of the industry at that time, you know, it was songs, hit songs were in English, not in other languages. Granted, we have lots of examples of other ones, but I'm fascinated with these bands that are Spanish speaking, but sing in English. So the band um, forms in 1965 by joining two bands together, one from Madrid, Los Sonor, and one from Mallorca, The Runaways. Oh. They join forces and become Los Bravos. Now, Los Bravos did two, not one, two movies, comedic movies, and Going Nowhere is on the soundtrack to one of them, the wow. first one from 1967 called Los Chicos con las Chicas, The Guys with the Girls. Oh, wow. And it's the moment in the movie where this pops up is this very kind of fun, you know, monkeys-esque party scene. And, nice. You know, just... Oh, but what fascinates me about Los Bravos, besides the fact that they're a Spanish band singing in English, is the story behind the band. The band goes through a lot of ups and downs. So they they hit with Black is Black, then they do these two movies, Going Nowhere, and a couple of other hits along the way. And then one of the founding members of the band, Manuel Fernandez, leaves. Uh, literally in in a moment's notice because wow. his wife died in a car accident wow. so 
he leaves the band, but then he commits suicide. Wow. So it, it, this tragedy comes into the band. And then the lead singer, who's known as Mike Kogel, decides to leave at that time, changes his name to pursue a solo career under the name Mike Kennedy. Okay. And then Mike Kennedy, Mike Kogel Kennedy, he's replaced as singer by two Brits. One is Bob Wright, and then one Anthony Tony Anderson. Remember I said there was a thin link to Yes? Well, Tony Anderson, before joining Los Bravos, had sung with a band called The Warriors with his brother, John. Wow. John Anderson of Yes. So there's your wow. thin link. Wow. But... Um, but two other interesting pieces is the band uh, in the late in the mid seventies reunited, and Mike Kogel slash Kennedy comes back seventy five seventy six. In twenty fifteen, um, the remaining founding members they re record and re release Black Is Black in uh, on iTunes. Oh. And then they create a music video for it. And then in 2019, their song, Bring a Little Lovin', is included on the soundtrack and teaser trailer to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. So oh. it's an interesting path for a band from Spain, um, but who, you know, and the song I pick is definitely one of those songs that has all the kind of uh, beat garage earmarks in their song. So that's the story of Los Bravos. Wow. Bravo. Bravo, <laughs> Bravo to Los Bravos. All right, one. Jeff. Just Wait, two. Before, yeah, before we move on, I, I, was, sure. I would love to hear Tom Jones do a version of that. I could definitely. Oh, going hear. nowhere? Yeah. I could uh, hello. You know, they released. So funny you say that because they released their music on Parrot, which was. Tom Jones's label. Wow. As I recall from Mama's collection at home, <laughs> right. which I, those were part of the Saturday morning cleaning music where Tom Jones. Nice. Nice. But yeah. Um, Very cool. Easily. Like that sort of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> vocal styling. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very cool. All right. So moving on to disc two. So I decided that I would uh, pick a song from disc two. And I had a hard time like you, sorry. There's a lot of great stuff on this box set, but I narrowed it. I was narrowing it down to like my top five or six. And I was going to go with a Van Morrison song, um, the Trogs. Uh, what else made my short list? Um, Biff Bang Pow by The Creation was one. Um, the Move, who later became ELO. So uh, Fire Brigade was probably, I was flip-flopping between uh, what I ended up going with in that one. But I went with um, a song by The Pretty Things. And the song is called Walking Through My Dreams. It was released in early 1968. Uh, prior to uh, this release, oh, it was the B-side of Talking About the Good Times, uh, which was the A-side, um, released on Columbia. And um, prior to that, they were more of an R&B rave-up kind of band, um, like more garagey style. And with this single, they went a little bit more in the psychedelic uh, direction. And that led to um, what many people consider to be a masterpiece is this uh, SF Sorrow. So mm -hmm. after the single came out, they released this uh, in 1968. So this song was kind of that transition period going from that R&B rave-up into the more psychedelic 
um, uh, tone of rock, right? And um, I think most of our listeners uh, would appreciate the psychedelic as we do. So um, this is a perfect example. And I just, just wanted to read a little bit that Mike Stacks wrote about the song or about the band, because I don't know a whole lot about Pretty Things. I know Mike is uh, a right. huge fan of Pretty Things, um, so much so that he titled, titled his fanzine The Ugly Things <laughs> after the band. But the personnel is Phil May on vocals, Dick Taylor, lead guitar, John Povey, keyboards, vocals, Wally Waller, bass vocals, and John Twink Alder uh, on drums. This was produced by Norman Smith, recorded in London, England, and uh, just a great, great psychedelic tune. And um, this was the B-side. So it, it, a lot of people hadn't heard the song until this made the box set. So I'm um, really glad that they included this. So um, I hope you like this one. So this is Walking Through My Dreams by The Pretty Things. When I'm unhappy and in my eyes things are bad I just have to close them all and suddenly I'm glad Walking through my dreams at night You're walking through my dreams at night Walking through my dreams and I'm not Sweep our thoughts away when you cross my mind Walking through my dreams at night You're walking through my dreams at night Walking through my dreams and I'm not Dreams at night, walking through my dreams and I'm not sleeping. 
What'd you think of that tune? Woo! Love it. And those yeah. drums at the end, that was like a freak yeah. out. That yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like when drummers do that and then they add fills in where yeah. when you wouldn't expect fills, like in the middle of the middle of a line rather than exactly. rather than too lines. So yeah. Very cool. All right, we're moving to disc three. Disc three. And this was a song that was a sleeper for me, but I liked it. I, I liked it enough that I wanted to wanted to share it. So this is a Canadian band. Notice n- <laughs> notice I haven't gotten to any Brits yet. Yeah. I had my I had my pick, but yeah. uh, I went in a completely different direction. So this is a Canadian band formed in Winnipeg. They're called the Jury. And the song I picked is Who Dat. <laughs> so right. let's listen and we'll talk about it. Who dat by the jury. love that tune that song is uh it's a cool one and uh i really like what the band did with it because it keeps this real it keeps this real heavy quick pace through you know from start to finish so you know it kind of builds the suspense of the story and um what i thought was interesting was the lyrics, these lyrics in particular, because, you know, the minute he starts like, who that? It looks like man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh no, this guy's going to get his butt whooped. <laughs> and then we have this flip where the guy's all, no, I'm just going to walk. I'm just out. 
Uh, you've been running around on me, baby. You've been playing me for a fool. Well, this time, honey, I ain't going to blow my cool. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. You better believe. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to take from you. Last time you're going to make me blue. I'm going to walk out. I'm on my way. I'm leaving today. Peace. And he leaves. And, but, you know, and that last, that last uh, part of the song is like, it's it like double time. The yeah, drummer's like going double time. Everything is, you know, it's just, we're going balls to the wall. And then the song ends. And I'm like, oh. it was good. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. the jury, who that? Nah, nice. Love it. Good, great pick. Yeah. And it, one, one little thing uh, about the band. So who that is the B side to a single where the A side was called um the title is please forget her so the band had um formed in 1964 um but they but it was kind of an evolution from a previous iteration of the band where they were called the chord as in musical chord you uh, roys oh. um <laughs> Then uh, some members left, others came in, they become the jury. Um, and uh, they got some regional play in Canada. <clears throat> um, and then they got some national exposure. And then with um, Please Forget Her, it was released in the US. And um, after the band failed to get some traction in the US market, they disbanded wow so uh, but they left us you know they left us a few songs and this is one of them so very cool that? very cool all right jeff disc four yeah What's disc yours? Four. last last uh last disc for the set so again i had a hard time <laughs> narrowing down um there was an outsider's track a down downliner set song that i was going to go with um, small faces song yes and then um i i never know how to pronounce the band but ba macumba by asmuchanches is that how you say Osmuchanches. Okay. yeah um so yeah i mean that's a great song too but i decided to go with flight from ashira um ashia from kaleidoscope not to be confused with the american band kaleidoscope yes also thank you 60s band but um a band from the uk um, and this uh, was released in September of 1967. It was the A side. Uh, Holiday Maker was the B side. Um, the band had signed to Fontana uh, record label. They were originally known as the Sidekicks in 1963, then changed their name in 65 to The Key, K-E-Y, and um, finally settling on the, the name Kaleidoscope. And the band consisted of uh, four individuals, um, Eddie Poomer on guitar, who passed in 2020, I want to say, um, uh, Steve Clark on bass and flute, and he passed away in 1999. Um, and then uh, Danny Bridgman on drums and vocalist Peter Daltrey, um, who plays keyboards and sings. Uh, they, this is an original tune that they wrote. I don't know if Peter was related to Roger. I didn't see anything stating as such. Um, when I was reading a little bit about uh, the song, uh, Mike Stacks has an interesting um, uh, comment in here where he compares the song to the Bee Gees uh, New York Mining Disaster 1941 Ooh. in the way that it's a storytelling right. type song. 
Um, this is another psychedelic song, a little bit more uh, lower key and linear than my first pick, but also definitely in the psychedelic vein for sure. But he says, unlike the Gibbs brother opus, it's difficult to discern exactly what's going on in this song, in the story, which concerns an ill-fated airplane trip and a stoned pilot. So uh, when I was researching about the song, I found out that there was a movie, which nobody said that the song was uh, influenced by the movie, but there's a movie of the same name that was released in 1964 about a U.S. Air Force rescue service flying from Ashia Air Base in Japan. So I would be uh, uh, willing to guess that this song was influenced by that, seeing that it is an airplane song and there's that movie. That movie um, was uh, uh, directed by Michael Anderson. And again, that came out in 1964. But I just love the song. I love the vibe of the song. And um, I was recently thinking about what I like about songs. And I've always stated that um, energy, passion, and creativity are things that I look for in songs. Um, sometimes you get all of those. And sometimes uh, you might have a song like God Save the Queen, where um, it's just the energy and passion that make it just such a great song. And then there's other bands that I like. They're just so creative. Uh, they may be low key, but the energy and the passion might be different, but vibe is something that I've never thought about uh, including in songs that are really great to me. And this song just has a great vibe. So um, I'll go ahead and play it now. So the UK version of Kaleidoscope <laughs> playing uh, Flight of Ashira, Ashia. And this ended up being on their uh, debut album, Tangerine Dream. And uh, this was their first single. So here we go.
the pilot seems to be in a daze one moment high and one moment low. So I don't want that pilot flying my plane. <laughs> but. Is that that note is eerie at the end, you know, just strum, strum. Nobody knows where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a very droney quality to the tune and just pretty much linear. But I I just fell in love with that song. Yeah. And, it's and listening to this. It's a good yep. story. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I can kind of hear the comparison to the Bee Gees tune that Mike Stacks uh talked about but anyways nuggets number two so another great box set by rhino so they, they, they're killing it with these box sets uh that, that they put out so yeah um, we may have another one that we, we'll be talking about in the future maybe maybe not we'll see but um this was a request so we had yes. to, we had to honor the few people that had yeah. asked about that and I, I think the examples that we pulled out definitely highlight um what came out of the UK and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> and, you know, just to, in case you don't own this um, box set, I, I'm going to ask you a question. This one I'm, I'm pulling on you just by surprise. So for disc one, my, my contenders were going nowhere by Los Bravos. And the one, and I constantly went back and forth before I picked was um, Le Fleur de Lis and um, Mud in Your Eye. So that one on this one. What was your disc to almost pick? Oh, so I think uh, for disc two, um, it was, I originally picked Fire Brigade by The Move because I'm a huge ELO fan. I always yes. say my top three bands are The Beatles, <laughs> uh, Led Zeppelin and ELO and the move uh, was the band that ended up becoming ELO. So that's what I originally picked, but I decided to, to go with the pretty things. Um, I think because I was thinking they were, I don't know, that song in particular being a B-side might've been a little less known. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I didn't mention that um, Greg, Gary Stewart, I always get that wrong. Gary Stewart, um, the late Gary Stewart had um, mentioned in the liner notes is unlike the original Nuggets box set, this doesn't include a lot of hits. Right. And I think Friday on my mind, but the Easy Beats was the only one that he mentioned that got up to like uh, number 16 on the hit charts. But the the Nuggets, original Nuggets box set included, you know, a handful of songs that became hits, you know, high in yeah. the charts, whereas this one a little lesser known and it was intentional that they picked that. So um, yeah, so Fire Brigade was my original pick. So okay, and so for me, disc three, the almost pick was um, <clears throat> before I went with the jury and who that was um, the Blue Stars and Social End Product. Oh, that was there's nice. a cool song. Yeah. All right, number and disc four. What was your almost pick? The As Mutantes. Uh huh. Bat Macumba, which has a great dance vibe to it and totally yeah yeah and i mean as jeff mentioned so the move is on this compilation the action uh, golden earring um uh the, um the mockingbirds i mean small faces i mean a Great. lot a yeah. lot he does uh whew, easy beats I, i'm just like scanning there's yeah. a lot on this so this is the track you know, yeah i mean <laughs> mike stacks booklet alone 
is um, is a worthwhile contribution to this, but so many songs, so many different bands, all worth your time. So Jeff and I are fans of these yes. nugget uh, box sets. Indeed, indeed. Well, Jeff, I think it's time that we end it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it too. <laughs> but that means that we get to come back and talk about something fun. Yeah, and we've got a few ideas. Um, just as a reminder, the Dream Syndicate's new album, Ultraviolet Battle Hymns and True Confessions, is coming out very, very soon this month. In fact. So um, we're very excited about that. So yes. we, may, we may be talking about that. And I the have near, a feeling we may, we may give it a couple of minutes of discussion. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and and uh, we're missing our buddy Ronnie. So we may, we may be seeing him. The one and only Ronnie Barnett our hero the third member and yeah. i'll let you interpret that as you will <laughs> right. on that note the third member of the panel why everybody is mente sucia come on hello <laughs> on that note <laughs> i know ronnie barnett enjoyed that so that was for you captain <laughs> We ain't that we are. Groove on, Paisley people. Plastic Uh master. (laughs) You know Ronnie's gonna laugh at that. Yeah, I'm happy. happy. I give him a laugh. (laughs) Too funny. Too funny.